We're talking about the First Amendment. Yes, Your Honor. So what is the First Amendment problem that your client has? It wouldn't be shared by anybody who used to fly on the airlines and had to pay money in part for messages that they might have disagreed with that would have been spent by the Air Transport Association required by the Civil Aeronautics Board or exactly the same thing in the utilities industry or the trucking industry or any taxpayer who pays taxes, which then is spent by the government on messages they disagree with. In other words, what's the First Amendment interest here that isn't shared in thousands of regulatory situations by millions of members of the public whose money the government often takes to spend or have other private people spend on messages that they might not want to pay for? Your Honor, we would have no objection whatsoever if the Secretary of Agriculture was taking money out of the General Treasury. And no, no, they didn't. I'm saying the Civil Aeronautics Board, the Interstate Commerce Commission. I mean, I thought the Constitution would permit the public, mistaken or not, to have regulatory systems, to regulate every industry, perhaps, if they wanted to, to have a non-free enterprise system, perhaps, if they didn't want to. I don't know. I thought those are basically democratic questions. But if we have a system where the industry is regulated, I'm asking what is the First Amendment interest that is different from the same First Amendment interest of every flyer, every uh, customer of a trucker, every, every customer of a utility. I'm, I'm just repeating myself, but it, it seems to me that there are vast numbers of consumers who used to have to spend lots of money they didn't want to spend for messages that regulators would either permit or require. The, the First Amendment issue, Your Honor, is two-pronged. First of all, they're, they're, not, they're forcing us to associate with our competitors. And it's not like the milk board, where milk is white and wet, and so the milk board doesn't have much opportunity to prefer one product over another. When you buy milk, you don't know if it's a Jersey or a Guernsey milk you're drinking. Whereas in our commodity, we have over a hundred varieties of plums. My, my clients happen to grow some green plums. If I tell you today... And I, you, would, you would point out, I suppose, that, that you're not objecting to expenditure of money for advertising or for any other purpose by the government. The United States doesn't contend in this case that these are government expenditures, does it? No, in their footnote, Your Honor, they admit that this is not government speech, although one of their... It's not government speech. It would pose a, a, a different issue, so we can get rid of a whole lot of those regulatory programs that Justice Breyer was referring to, and only limit ourselves to those in which a privately run organization spends money that is assessed, uh, assessed against competitors. Namely, all of the programs. But the point I was trying to make, Your Honor, here we have absolutely no studies whatsoever when the act was amended in 1965, it was done by one letter, one letter from the secretary to Congress that said, I would like to implement advertising because... It seems to me your argument is they did a lousy job here. But if they'd done a good job, it would be constitutional. If they could meet the central Hudson test, which was the test they stipulated to before the Ninth Circuit in Calumet... We were not bound by that. We, we, Why a central Hudson test? where, in fact, in Central Hudson and the other speech cases that seem relevant, there was a problem with a person having attributed to him a view that he really didn't hold, and moreover, an important view, and a political view, and a view of conscience. 
Is there anything like a political view, a view of conscience, an important critical view that the public would think that your client held because of these messages? Yes, Your Honor. What? Our, some of our clients testify they don't sponsor lying. They believe they, they don't sponsor what? Lying, misleading the public. The generic advertising program is that a California peach is better than a Georgia peach or a South Carolina peach, which together add up to the same amount of volume we have. They're saying that's not true. It's over 100 varieties, and if you grow that variety in South Carolina, it's going to taste the same as that variety tastes in California. It's a lie. Another one of our clients testified that he really resents the sexual subliminal messages of the advertising board. He happens to be on a, on a hospital board that deals with abusive children. They had the picture of this uh, uh, girl running in a sprinkler eating a nectarine. And the, the radio that says, so ju juicy, so sweet, a radio advertisement right afterwards that says, eating a peach reminds you of your first kiss in the back seat of your car. He has an ideological problem with that. But more importantly, they're sending a subliminal message that red is better. Now, if I ask each one of you to buy some well, green... Well, there's nothing in words to that effect in the ads, is there? No, Your Honor. It's, it's the depiction, the subliminal message that red is better. And some of these varieties, not only the red gin that you mentioned... W would you be here at all if, if the advertising were, in fact, generic advertising for California fruit? Well, first of all, they'd have to define to me, Your Honor, in some sense. Or is there some problem, the problem here? The, that's the point, exactly. Well, what? I don't know I'm what I'm trying to understand what it is you say uh, causes uh, or re results in a First Amendment violation here. It is not clear to me.